You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I am great. How are you? I am good also. Matt, we are continuing this week with our look back, our, our team reviews. Uh, and we're getting, we're, we're churning through these non-playoff teams. Last week we had to talk about the Jets and the Jaguars and the Texans and Bengals. And all of those teams had tons of questions. It's getting, it's getting a little better this week. Today, Matt, we're going to start with the San Francisco 49ers. This is this is an interesting team. Certainly disappointing last year, uh, this past season, that, that they couldn't really compete at all. And uh, it seems like every year they deal with a lot of injuries. That was the case once again with uh, really every key starter they have, uh, at least from a fantasy perspective, missing time missing multiple games and then when you when you get deeper look at their offensive line look at their defense a lot of those key players uh, miss time as well including Bosa so it it was just a team that was snake bitten seemingly but when you look at their their core it feels pretty good Uh, I mean they've they've got Garoppolo signed through 2023 I don't know if that's a good thing or not we'll see Um, Mostert Signed for another year. Uh, Jamichael Hasty is is another running back that they have still under contract. Showed showed a little bit as a rookie wide receiver. They've got their two guys, Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Also Richie James under contract for next season. And then of course Kittle holding down the tight end spot. What do you think about that as a core? And hopefully for them at least getting back in contention in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think most of our listeners know this, but I host a, another podcast on the Locked On Network, Peacock and Williamson. And Peacock, Brian, he hosts Locked On Niners. Okay. So You've got I'm some kind info of here. Like, yeah, so we do, we talk more Niners and Steelers than the other 30 teams, but we, we spread it out. So I'm kind of uh, locked into the, no, no, uh, pun there, locked <laughs> yeah. into the Niners is kind of like by marriage. So we talk about these guys a lot. And there's an awful lot of buzz in Ninerland that's negative Jimmy. That that they think there's a real chance that they make a play for Matthew Stafford or somebody that would be a clear upgrade, but not just a move to make a move. Like, I'm not sure if Darnold would qualify or, you know. But I think there's a way more than 0% chance that Jimmy is elsewhere. But trading Jimmy is tough because he's got a no-trade contract. But... Maybe you can convince the Patriots to take him back or Nick Cesario in Houston if Watson moves. And we've even talked about the you know, Watson to San Francisco scenarios that they are an aggressive front office that goes after guys that they really want. So I think this team overall will very much be the hot worst to first team. They were in the Super Bowl last year. They got killed by injuries. I have a lot of respect for Shanahan, a lot of respect for the organization as a whole, but they could have a new quarterback. Yeah, and I, I really think that's the the key question for this team. I mean, Garoppolo was just fine this year. Uh, actually, pro- that's probably being too kind. Uh, he plays six games, 
struggled before the injury. He only averaged, from a fantasy standpoint, only averaged uh, just over 10 fantasy points a game. Uh, so, yeah, he's just okay. And he, mm-hmm. he's probably one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league, meaning, yeah, he, he probably should have a job, I would think. But first of all, I'm not even not even confident in that. And especially if you're looking at a team like San Francisco, which is in pretty good shape despite their record this this past year, uh, they're in pretty good shape and, and could certainly contend. So I, I think that's the number one question for this team is who is their quarterback in uh, in, in 2021. And you listen, listed a couple teams there that could potentially be interested in Garoppolo. You, you think normally a guy like that might not have a market. Uh, he also has the a sizable contract at one point when he signed that deal, I believe he was the highest paid quarterback in the league. And of course that, that mark just keeps getting reset and, and that will continue. But you can't be confident in Garoppolo if they do make a move, if it's Stafford, if it's Matt Ryan, if it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, whoever it might be. Yeah, it's darn over. It's, yeah. I think it's going to be an upgrade and, and that's good news for Ayuk and Debo Samuel, especially. I a hundred percent agree. And if I, again, if I, if they do make a move, I think it'll be a pretty clear upgrade. If they don't, I still think Ayuk and Samuel are very Garoppolo friendly. Get it out quick, run yeah. after the catch, you know, quick release. So they, they know what they have at this position, and they've built the team accordingly. The other question that I think this team has is just their concerns with their depth. If you look at their impending free agents, um, starting with the quarterback position, Nick Mullen, C.J. Beathard, both of those guys got starts this year. And both are set to be free agents. Mullins is a restricted free agent, so the Niners still have some control over him. But both of their backup quarterbacks who started are free agents. You look at the running back position, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, all free agents. All uh, at one point or another this year played a key role, especially Wilson, who looked like maybe the best back on the team for for big chunks of the year. Uh, Wilson also is a restricted free agent, so likely to stay with the team. Uh, wide receiver Kendrick Bourne is a free agent, and both of the guys behind George Kittle, Ross Dwelly and Jordan Reed, are free agents. So uh, they're, they're not keeping all of those guys, and that means they're going to have some some depth to build really at all four of these key fantasy positions. Yes, and... My hunch, and this isn't really Brian talking, it's just kind of what you've gathered over the years, is I doubt that they let Jeff Wilson go anywhere. He's restricted, as you mentioned, and, you know, played well. You know, he fits the system. They like him. For some reason, they seem infatuated with Tevin Coleman, but I would think you got to move on with him and McKinnon unless they come back at very friendly deals. And where I'm going with this is, I think it's pretty clear that Mostert's their best guy in right. the running back position. And if we could enter this season with Mostert as the clear one, Wilson as the clear two, that like never happens in a Shanahan backfield. How great would that be? Yeah, I, I have no idea who's going to start games, uh, who's going to be the week one starter in that backfield. But I do think it comes down to either Wilson or Mostert. Both of those guys seem to always be banged up. But I think buying both of them in a dynasty league is just about the cheapest way to get running back production hmm. you can find because 
they're both very, very reasonable to target, whether you're starting a new uh, dynasty startup draft or you're in an existing league and uh, trying to find some running back help. Both of those guys can be had pretty easily uh, at this point in the in the early offseason, early fantasy offseason. So I, I love Mostert and Jeff Wilson as targets. I'm with you, McKinnon and, and Tevin Coleman. Those are the, the two guys over the past few years that they broke the bank for and, and neither really worked out. McKinnon had, had a couple of nice games this year, but both of those guys have been disappointments based on what they've been paid. And hopefully they learned that lesson, you know, like, uh, the Shanahan way is just give me Mike Anderson. You know what I mean? I mean, going back to daddy, we're not paying running backs. Let's just bring a bunch in. And maybe they don't, you know, have a lot invested at that position going forward. And it's a pretty good offensive line. So right. if, if it would be clear that Mostert's the one and Wilson's the two, or they're the only two in the race, man, I'm with you. Buy them both right now while you still can. And that's another situation that if it comes – uh, draft time, if it comes free agency time, whenever that might happen, and they do upgrade that quarterback position, uh, all of these players are going to see see a value spike. So grabbing Mostert and Jeff Wilson early in the offseason before they go out and, and potentially make a quarterback change uh, is probably the way to go. And even without a quarterback change, Jimmy's a lot better than what they played with for most of the year. Yeah, good point. Good point. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about the L.A. Chargers. First, I want to talk about bet online, though. I mean, it is the season to get some bets down. And bet online is our good friends here at the Locked On Network. We got six games this past weekend. That was a blast. I had a lot of action at, at Bet Online. We got four more coming up. We had the, the national title game just happened. So, not, you know, other sports, of course. So, betonline.ag is the place to be for all that. Um, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we plot, we trust. And, of course, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On, all caps, all one word. For your 50% welcome bonus. 50% is massive. Um, so like I said, there's so many things to bet on right now. we got hockey coming back. NBA's rolling along. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports experts. Guys, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Matt, next let's take a look back at the LA Chargers, another team who probably we, we thought of as, as contenders and, and they were for portions of the season. They finished seven and nine, third in the AFC West, uh, in, in that strong AFC, never really threatened, uh, for a playoff spot, but given again, the injuries, this is another team, just like the Niners. It's, it's fitting. We group them together. The, these teams can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, of course with the chargers, one of the players that they lost to injury uh, was Tyrod Taylor, who was their week one starter, has the really the freak 
medical incident uh, heading into week two, and, and we get Justin Herbert as the surprise starter in week two. And and really for for that team, for Justin Herbert, for dynasty players, that changed everything because he went on to have, of course, a, a huge fantasy season. He ends up as the quarterback 10 as a rookie starting uh, 15 games from week two on. And it's just a matter of how high are we going to value Justin Herbert? Yeah, I love him. I mean, uh, I didn't see this coming as a rookie. Yeah. I, I think he's got a super high ceiling. I think the supporting cast is pretty strong. Maybe they add to the offensive line a little around him. I think he's got good weapons. He looks very much like a star in this league. And with all respect to Anthony Lynn, who everyone seems to love and it seems like he's a great person, I think whoever the new coach is will only help the situation. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think there's, as much as we saw from, from Herbert this year as a rookie, I think there's still room to grow for him. In our latest ADP over at Dynasty League Football, he is the quarterback six. So already be, being valued as a top six, a high-end quarterback one. Uh, any issue with that for you? No, that's the neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, he's built for today's NFL. He's built for fantasy goodness. He throws downfield. He runs. There's a lot of untapped potential there, especially if they hire a quarterback guru, either as the head guy or as the offensive coordinator. Uh, I mean, he's got safety blankets like Eckler and Allen. As, long, as well as home run people like Mike Williams, uh, I, I like where he sits a lot. Yeah, most of the most of the names you know are going to be back for the Chargers next year. Of course, Herbert on his rookie deal will be there through 2025 and likely much longer. Austin Eckler signed that contract extension last offseason, so he is locked up through 2024. Same for Josh Kelly, 2024 for him as well. Justin Jackson has another year. Both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be back next season. Allen's on a long-term deal also. Tight end is where we have a question because Hunter Henry is set to be a free agent. We saw Donald Parham, uh, the former XFL uh, star, play well late in the season with with Henry out with an injury. I don't know if he played well enough to hand him the job. I I would think they would try their best to, to keep Henry. He's really the only... Uh, offensive skill player that that they risk uh, that they are at risk of losing right now. Yeah, that's a good point. And they franchised him last year. I don't know that he's worth a second tag. I mean, that's a big bump. And uh, I, I'm under the impression a lot of teams, New England, really comes to mind, or it would be after Henry. So I think his price is going to be you know pricey for the Chargers to keep him. Um, but they don't have. A ton of needs. You know, I mean, you look at the offense, I think adding a third receiver or a eventual Allen replacement, especially with Williams being up in a year, might be somewhat of a priority and having three, you know, three receivers to throw to. And But, you know, you can find that in the draft. You don't need to spend big money on that. Parham is kind of exciting, but I kind of like him better with Henry as opposed to the guy in L.A. Yeah, I agree on that as well. I'm glad you mentioned the third wide receiver spot. Uh, we saw Tyron Johnson. We saw Jalen Guyton. Both of those guys played well this year. 
when they got the chance. I don't know if either played well enough to to roll with them as the wide receiver three in 2021. If you're in a super deep dynasty league, they're both worth hanging on to for right now as we see how this plays out. And I would say the same with, with Parham at tight end. But yeah, Mike Williams has one more year on this deal. He's been fine. I don't know that he's earning a second contract from this team. I think mm-hmm. wide receiver has to be a pretty big priority for them. They've got the 13th pick in the draft. They won uh, won several games, in, ended on a little bit of a hot streak as as they tried to uh, keep the keep the head coaching job for their coach. That didn't work out. He's gone, so they'll be hiring a new staff soon, and, and they're going through all the names, uh, really, that, that we've heard with many teams. So that's like some of the teams we talked about last week. That will ultimately decide how, uh, how we want to pursue Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if they used that 13th pick on a wide receiver in this class. Yeah, the more you talked about it, the more I thought I might put a chip down that they will. I mean, what if Waddle's there? Or you know the names better than I do, but either a deep threat to complement and then replace Williams or a chain mover to eventually push Allen or any of the above, really. I mean, the three receiver sets you could put out there this year with a first-round wideout in this draft sure would look good for Herbert's fantasy stock, too. Yeah, absolutely. The only other thing I wanted to ask you, and and we mentioned this a little bit on this week's DLF Dynasty podcast as well. Once Austin Eckler came back, of course, he missed a big chunk of the season with the injury. When he came back, Justin Herbert's numbers dropped big time. Hmm. Uh, Fantasy production dropped. Touchdown, passing touchdowns dropped. Do you look at that as a little bit of a fluke, or is there something to be concerned about there? I don't know. Uh, That's a great question, and I hadn't given it any thought. And Frankly, I didn't even know that little tidbit that his numbers dropped that much. I mean, I think Eckler could certainly be a safety blanket, and we saw it with Rivers. And you would think that's a good thing, but if it's, boy, it's really nice to dump it to Eckler two yards downfield as opposed to drill it to Allen 20 yards downfield, you don't want that. You don't want the quarterback to be reeled in a little. Um, I don't think I'd over, you know, look at that too much. Uh, Do you think there's any chance they add a bruising back, or do you think Kelly Jackson are enough as a compliment to Eckler? I would think they would stick with Kelly and and Justin Mm -hmm. Jackson. Uh, Jackson is also... Signed for just one more year, so he'll be a free agent uh, this time next year. It wouldn't. It would make sense to to make a move then, of course. But I think they have to be pretty happy with with that trio. Yeah, I think it's good enough, and Eckler has star potential. But maybe you don't want him taking, you know, a heavy, heavy pounding. And you know, some of the inside runs and short yardage and stuff. So, of course, Matt, this year we saw Justin Herbert gain just a ton of dynasty value. He was he was a third-round rookie pick in a lot of single quarterback drafts and, and even fell to the second round in some super flex rookie drafts. So and now, now being valued as a top-six quarterback, of course, huge climb for him. Austin Eckler gained some value despite that injury, and Keenan Allen uh, recovered his value. He was, he was a great uh, dynasty trade target last offseason and showed why so if you're looking at those those three specifically and you can include any anyone else you'd like 
who would you be targeting in trade or or in a new draft from this team? Hmm. I really hope Eric Bieniemy shows up there yeah. and we see some chief like stuff because I know they're not quite Tyreek and Kelsey and those guys, but you don't have to squint too hard to see Herbert playing the you know the Mahomes role. I don't know if it'll be the enemy. And there's other names. I mean, what if Brian Dayball takes a job? Or uh, Herbert, I guess, is my short answer. Because <laughs> yeah. I just think the, the world's his oyster right now. So even knowing that he's he, he's expensive, right? He, he's going to yeah, cost yeah, yeah. you uh, as much as, basically as much as Lamar Jackson or, or Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I think that's my answer, too. I'm definitely interested in the tight end spot where, where Hunter Henry ends up and how the Chargers address that position moving forward. Uh, I could potentially see targeting both Henry and Donald Parham in trades uh, or in drafts this off season. Yeah. I'd like to have the chargers number one tight end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, when we come back, we will talk more quarterbacks and top five quarterbacks in our new ADP. I want to tell you about rock auto. I've mentioned them many, many times. But with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the office often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands his warehouse happens to carry? I mean, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So, I mean, one reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage, food, whatever you're into. Uh, Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Um, so, you know, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than the changing prices based on the market will bear like airlines do. So RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or logon. Um, the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Uh, best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as do it yourselfers. Uh, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So we know that we sent. So they know that we sent you. Uh, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. For some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just be- just beginning. Join Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak of the Locked On NFL Draft podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, they'll pick a new team, take a deep dive into the potential front office and head coaching signings, a roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday on the Locked On NFL Draft. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's finish up today with a look at the top five dynasty quarterbacks according to our brand new 
January DLF ADP. Of course, you can find that at Dynasty League Football. We talked about the running backs and wide receivers last week. Had a few surprises, uh, especially at wide receiver. Let's look, though, at the quarterbacks today. Patrick Mahomes, no surprise there that he is the quarterback one. He's a mid-third rounder in that uh, in that ADP. We, we've talked about this a lot. I, I love Mahomes. I want him on, I would love to have him on every team. I don't think I'm spending a third rounder in a one quarterback league on him though. You, you agree with that still? I do. I mean, what a feeling it must have to own him and just think I'm going to start him 16 weeks for the next five, eight, ten 10 years. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's that type of player and there is an awful lot of value in that, but for me to pass up a starting running back or one of my favorite receivers or a top tight end to, to have that luxury, I'm probably not quite there yet. Although I'm a little less late round QB than I used to be. Well, let me throw out some of the names that are in that same mid third round range. A guy we just spent some time talking about. Austin Eckler is there. Actually, he's right above Patrick Mahomes in that ADP mid third round. Are you taking Eckler or Mahomes? That one, I kind of lean towards Mahomes. Uh, see, I, when you look at the names, it's a little yeah. closer, I think. Uh, James Robinson is right behind Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, I think Mahomes there, too. Uh, you you talked about top tight ends. Both George Kittle and Travis Kelsey are both in this third round as well. I would certainly take Kittle. Uh, I'd take them both. I think Kelsey's a little closer, just a couple years older than Kittle, but yeah, I think I would take them both as well. Uh, I actually like the end of the third round, maybe better than some of those names we just mentioned. Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, your guy, Joe Mixon, all in the uh, late third round behind Mahomes. I think I'd take all of those guys. Would you? I, I like that group, but there's a lot of receivers, at least on that tier, mm-hmm. where I'm not sure, sure there's a quarterback on the DJ Moore tier. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I might go Mahomes that direction, but uh, I like that group too. The end of the third round is a pretty sweet spot. Of course, last year at this time, we saw, uh, according to that Dynasty ADP, we saw Mahomes and Lamar Jackson both basically sharing those top two spots and, and flip-flopping all offseason between which was the QB1 and the QB2. Uh, now Mahomes owns this clearly uh, to himself. He's the mid-third rounder. The quarterback two now is is not Lamar Jackson. It's Kyler Murray, but he's going nearly two full rounds after Mahomes. So you, you look at that, and he's in a tier of his own. Yeah, maybe maybe that mid-third, uh, mid-third round price is fair for him. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray at 5.03. I want to group him in with Josh Allen, who is the quarterback three and just two spots behind Murray and Allen as your two and three. I I know you haven't quite been sold on Josh Allen. Uh, Another big game for him this past week as they uh, outlasted the Colts. Are you, are you coming around on Josh Allen as the top five guy? Yes. Yeah. Very, very much. So, I mean, I was doubtful, as a drafted prospect coming out of Wyoming over the off season, I said things like, boy, I think the bills could be good this year. If they get, a, you know, something out of the quarterback position, you know, as long as that doesn't hold them back, you know, let alone him being an MVP type of guy. No, I'm all in. And in fact, I would take Allen 
every day of the week over Kyler. I mean, I have many more questions about Kyler as an NFL star than I do Allen. Um, that system, the coaching staff, the supporting cast, you know, the ability to see the field, stay healthy. Uh, I'm not sure those two are really close for me. Yeah, I have to say I was surprised to see Murray at two as well. Of course, he's gained some value this season. Uh, but he's he's really he really cooled down as, as the season went along. And we saw mm-hmm. Josh Allen. We saw even Lamar Jackson. Uh, heating up as, as they approach the off season or the postseason, I should say. So, um, yeah, I, I was kind of su- surprised to see Murray at two. I think it's very fair if if you want Josh Allen as your quarterback too, or, or really, honestly, Murray Allen. We'll get to these other guys. No surprises. Deshaun Watson is a late fifth rounder, so he's in that same round as Murray and Allen. He's the quarterback for, and then you find Lamar Jackson in the middle of the sixth round as the quarterback five. To me, those those four are pretty interchangeable, but uh, Josh Allen has all, he has all the, the momentum right now riding up to that quarterback two spot. I know uh, TJ Hernandez from 4for4.com uh, wrote an article uh, last preseason before this, the season started and called Josh Allen the uh, this year's version of Lamar Jackson. And, and it played out uh, almost exactly like mm. what we saw with Jackson uh, last season. Uh, the, the fantasy production, the uh, ascension, and both of those guys finished as the overall quarterback one in, in fantasy in, in those two years. So Josh Allen is the quarterback two, makes a lot of sense. In this data set, he is the quarterback three, narrowly. And I think he should clearly be be two. And I'm with you that the other group, to me, are close. But I'm taking Lamar at three still. I, I think they, Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think their top priority is to add a legit NFL wide receiver, which I think could add another, I don't know, 25 yards per game passing to him, something like that, you know what I mean? Well, let's spend just a little bit of time talking about what uh, what every fantasy podcast will be talking about this week, along with the playoff games, and it is the Deshaun Watson situation. We saw that kind of gaining steam a little bit last week, some, some rumors and reports that he was unhappy. Then late in the week, we get the official, uh, I guess we can say official report from, from Schefter and from Rap Sheet saying, yes, he is unhappy. These are the reasons why. Uh, basically having to do with some of the decisions being made. He was not consulted, even though he was, uh, I, I guess, promised that he would be involved in those moves. And now it seems like he wants out. And it didn't take long for the link to be made between Watson and the Miami Dolphins. Tua and some picks to, to Houston. They're obviously rebuilding. They're They're starting from scratch. How do you see this playing out? I urge everyone to check out Mike Sando's article today. He works for The Athletic, and he and I were together at ESPN. I consider Mike a good friend, and he wrote a good couple paragraphs about Watson can get out if he wants. Yeah, I mean, basically compared it to the Carson Palmer situation when he left Cincinnati. Just said, I'm done with this organization. I'm playing hardball. I'm not playing for you again. If that cost me millions of dollars, so be it. And if Watson is that set, which I could understand. I'm not saying I'm in his corner. But I could see him being that convicted and not wanting to um, be a part of this group anymore. Then I don't know that Houston will have any any uh, opportunity. But 
I also think there's a really good chance that they hire a coach that he likes a lot and we forget all about this in two weeks. So we'll see. Um, again, I mentioned the Peacock and Williamson show. We I, I ran through three or four different scenarios of what would it take to get him to Team X. And Miami's the first one we brought up. I mean, if you're going to come to the table and I'm the GM of Houston and I pretty much know he has to go, I want Tua, I want the third pick, and another first. And all of a sudden, it seems like that's not, you know, the craziest thing I ever heard. And, boy, that would make make Miami a really good team. Yeah, if that's the price, and, and of course, that's what's kind of been been thrown out there to uh, the 1.03, which was Houston's pick originally. Uh, and then Miami's uh, other first rounder, or at least another first rounder. Something. Yeah, right. If, if it's two first and, and two, uh, especially given the questions that are maybe out there uh, regarding uh, Tua's future in the league and and just kind of his upside, his his uh, potential as a starting quarterback, that's an automatic slam dunk deal for Miami, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. Because they still have other picks to get things, and they have cap space, and you know, Houston would make more cap space. They could be a total rebuild. I mean, they don't have any assets right now to build around Watson. So I could see them considering it. But you're right. If I'm Miami, yeah, sign me up. And then all of a sudden I'm looking at it like, man, they might be better than Buffalo in the East. Yeah, I mentioned this on Twitter when uh, on Sunday, I believe, when these reports started coming out. And I immediately thought of the uh, the Lakers trade for Anthony Davis. And when they made that move – they gave up, I don't even know, they gave up multiple picks and multiple young players. And, and I just remember some saying at the time, and I'm, I'm not the, the, the biggest NBA fan, but I remember the sentiment from some being they gave up too much. They gave up too many assets, uh, even for a superstar like Anthony Davis. And, I mean, we saw how that played out. They won the title, right? They're, they're the champs. So, uh, it, it kind of reminds me of the same thing when when you're close and you've got these assets that you've built up, whether it's young players or whether it's multiple draft picks, uh, you got to know when to when to cash them in. And if it if you can get Deshaun Watson, now's the time to cash them in. I mean, I've, I've said this a few times. Did the season he have really differ much from Rogers, Allen, Mahomes right. this year? I mean, what if he was chief? Well, in, in many ways, you could argue that it was. Even better, better. because right. you know he loses he loses DeAndre Hopkins with the just the ridiculous trade. He loses Will Fuller um, a- after the suspension. I mean, he just he has no he's thrown to to my guy Randall Cobb and to Kiki QT Cooks, and yeah. yeah Duke Johnson is his running back for half the season. It it was a, a horrible situation, and he thrived despite that. And Mahomes aside, purely NFL, not fantasy. If I were to add a, I mean, or go after a quarterback, or if we threw everybody to pot and I got to pick my my quarterback, I think I'd take Watson. You know, age considered and all that. I think he's the second most valuable player in the whole league. Wow, guys like that don't get moved very often, but it might right. happen. It might happen this off season. Last thing to throw in, Matt. We talked Justin Herbert earlier in the episode. I already told you he's the quarterback six. So we're actually giving you the top six quarterbacks according to ADP. Would you move him into the top five and move any of these guys out? Not quite, but Kyler's my five. And again, real world, I think I'd rather have Herbert than Kyler. 
and part of it's because one guy's six five and one's five yeah. five, but right. uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, I think there's a conversation there. But Kyler's built for fantasy goodness. Either I don't want to sell him super short. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.